You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back with a Christmas game version of our crossover special. Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers, Jeff Lloyd from Locked On Browns, and a game that we hope can live up to some of the expectations if Cleveland can get some of their guys out of COVID protocols, if some of the Packers can get healthy and back for this game at Lambeau Field. Two of the iconic franchises in the sport getting ready to get set. Jeff, this has been a a bit of an unorthodox week, to say the least, for the Cleveland Browns. They have a game that was supposed to be last Saturday. They have to push it into the Monday night window. And then not one, but two quarterbacks land in the, the COVID protocols. Do we have any sense at this point of which guys are going to be able to clear this and get back for this game? Or are we still in the waiting game here? Well, Coach Stefanski, who is now back in the building for the Browns, kind of cleared it up here today. Um, any of the players... Oh, yeah, and oh, by the way, the head coach was in yes. COVID protocols too. Well, not his first time. <laughs> not his first time for Coach Stefanski. Um, but if you... Um, his words today, any player that went on the list last week he, and their big amount of numbers was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All of those guys are going to meet the 10-day threshold so even if some of these guys have to find their own way, and it's certainly possible, they have to find their own way to Green Bay on Friday. <laughs> um, they will be eligible to come off the list on Saturday and play. Most importantly, Baker Mayfield would be on that list. So you know the Browns are pretty sure who they have at quarterback. Would they like to get him in the building to perhaps maybe throw a couple of passes? Um, sure they would. Um, there's no way around that. Um, you got Jacob Phillips back today. You got tight end Austin Hooper back today. Um, they're slowly starting to matriculate their way back into the field. Uh, in the building. Um, so they're going to be, you know, obviously a lot more healthier, a lot deeper than they were Monday for the Raiders. And it's going to be interesting from this standpoint, Peter, because of these 18 guys that didn't play Monday night, um, getting to go here Saturday, these guys have essentially played one football game in about three weeks now because the Browns had the Ravens, had the bye, played the Ravens, and then a lot of players missed the Raiders game. So one advantage they may have is you're talking about some guys who'd be pretty pretty fresh here in late December, which isn't necessarily normally the case. Um, am I trying to maybe find a, you know, a bright light here in a dark tunnel? I'm certainly trying <laughs> to talk myself into it that way, Peter. Um, but as far as, you know, bodies in the building, they should be in a better situation. Uh, they thought they were going to get Greg Newsom out of concussion protocol. Yeah. Greg Newsom now went on the COVID list today. Uh, Greedy Williams has played well this year. Um, you'd like to have as many defensive backs as possible when you're playing the Green Bay Packers will be without their nickel corner. Um, Troy Hill as well. It's going to be a tough spot here, but they're not going to be nearly in the dire state of emergency that they were Monday night against Las Vegas. You mentioned Baker Mayfield and and COVID is beyond his control. And so are the other injuries that he that he was dealing with this season, shoulder injury, leg injuries. He has not looked like Baker Mayfield that we saw early in his career or even at times early in this season, the, the Chiefs game, probably chief among them in terms of performances that make you go, okay, this guy is a, is a real player. Without getting down the rabbit hole of what do you do with him? Do you pay him? Could you get you know 85% of his production for 20% of the cost? No, that stuff you can talk about all offseason. I'm sure you guys will, right? <laughs> but 
it seems like if this rest, so to speak, and not having, you know, having COVID is not necessarily rest because it is, it can be brutal on your body, even if you're, you're mostly asymptomatic. It, it seems like he would be the guy who would benefit the most from having this time off because it does seem clear that the injuries have affected his level of play here. Um, and the thing is, I think the labrum was something that he kind of just found his way to work around. Um, and, you know, when you're talking now here, we're in week 16. It happened in week two. Um, he's found a way to kind of work around that. Um, Baker Mayfield's never going to be confused with the fastest quarterbacks in the league. He's never going to be confused with quarterbacks who are six foot three, six foot four, longer striders who can run a little bit better. Um, so the fact that you know you've got a dinged up shoulder, you don't want anybody to hit you, but then you necessarily can't run to defend yourself. At times, it's been difficult. And, you know, usually when he's got that one run in him to escape the pocket, that's when you kind of see the little, you know, the, I call it the old man lean as he gets back, you know, where, oh, yeah, I kind of just re-aggravated it again. Um, but again, for him, this may be a situation where he's coming into this pretty, pretty fresh. Um, and maybe, probably, the healthiest he's been all season. They keep saying this week in, week out. But maybe now this is where you can kind of point your finger to it on um, where one football game played in three weeks. Um, the issues, you know, look, this offense is just underachieved. There's no way around it. Um, the offensive line for, you know, as great as they were last year, they are not regarded as the number one offensive line in the NFL this year as far as a pass blocking unit, as far as a run blocking unit. To be fair, there's really nowhere to go but down from there. Um, I, I doubt they, anybody thought they were going to get exponentially better than the way they played last year. Jack Conklin out for the season. To be fair, Jack Conklin was not playing that well this season to begin with. Granted, better than uh, Blake Hans, better than rookie James Hudson. Um, but, you know, he has not been a world beater this year. Jedrick Wills has battered a high ankle injury the entire season. He's had his struggles. He was playing better ball before he went out. So we'll see if he comes back this week. Um, they finally, and we've talked about this for years, about Joel Batonio. If he's this good, why don't we play him at left tackle? They were forced to Monday night. He had a monster night. It just shows you that this guy is just a legitimate, probably a future Canton player in waiting one day. But the offense is just underachieved. There's no way around it. I think, you know, they probably weren't in love with the fact that they were going to run this wide receiver room back. But there was nothing he could do. You were in a position where you had heavy financial responsibilities tied into Jarvis Landry, tied into Odell Beckham Jr. He started off one and one. You got Odell back. The first game looked pretty good. Then there were times where Baker Mayfield succeeded better without looking Odell Beckham Jr.'s way. Then when you did look Odell Beckham Jr.'s way, the offense didn't succeed as much. And it just became an unworkable situation for the team. And certainly, obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. and his camp felt the same way. Um Baker's going to be here. His fifth-year option is picked up. Um, you know, in order to acquire an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson, you're going to have to pay a ton. Guess what? This wide receiver room right now consists of Donovan Peoples-Jones, maybe Jarvis Landry, and Anthony Schwartz. Aaron Rodgers ain't coming to run into that room. <laughs> Russell Williams, Russell Wilson ain't coming to run into that room. Right. And guess what? You exhausted a lot of capital in bringing these guys in, and now you can't correct the issue. You're going to spend heavy on the wide receiver room, and you're going to evaluate 2022, and you're going to see if you're going to go further from there. But he's going to play on his fifth-year option. I'm sure he is not comfortable with ever number the Browns would be comfortable with. I'm sure the Browns maybe aren't sure what their number they're comfortable with. So yeah. you basically got to play it out. So the Packers, they they score 30 points every week now. They, they play well. They play not so well. They get to 30. How do the Browns – get to 30 in a game like this? 
It's it's simple. And look, what teams have been doing to the Browns as of late is simple. Look, um, the one thing we fear is we fear Nick Chubb. So guess what? We're going to get as many guys as close to the line of scrimmage, and we're going to shoot gaps. If we can get one guy in the backfield, we don't care if he makes the play. It's going to be just enough that Nick Chubb had to work that much harder now that he's getting the line of scrimmage, where a three-yard run looks great because you know he had to elude people to get that three-yard run, but it draws into the blueprint exactly of what a defense is trying to do. Donovan Peoples-Jones, and you saw it Monday night. It was a prime example of it. There's times where it looks like he can beat people vertically and make plays, and sometimes it doesn't always happen. And a play like that with Nick Mullins in a situation like that with your third-string quarterback, you've got to make that catch. I don't want to hear a pass breakup, none of that stuff. Cover it up tight. Pretend it was like your mom's diamonds or something. Don't let the defender take the ball from you. This team has to hit vertical plays. Last year, even as successful as they were, they were playing, and we like to say, it was playing in a real league style offense. If you can't play past 20 yards, it makes the defense's job extremely easy. You have players in Donovan Peoples-Jones who can challenge vertically. Anthony Schwartz, he's just back. He played Monday night, but didn't practice for almost five weeks with a concussion. At least show it. I mean, and just throw one for the sake of throwing it. Who knows? Maybe you get a pass interference. Something happens. Maybe he hauls it in. But until you challenge these teams vertically 35, 40 yards down the field, it, it's not going to take anybody away. And look, it's not going to be one shot. It's going to be two. It might have to be three before somebody's going to say, all right, we got to loosen up. But until they can do that, the recipe is drawn. And it's get as many hats to the football as you can because most likely it's either going to be a play-action pass to a tight end in the flat or it's going to be Nick Chubb. Before we we flip the tables here, I, I want to talk quickly about the defense. You mentioned Greg Newsom. Um, he's been hurt. Injuries have been a major factor here. I, I was looking at the numbers. Um, the, the Browns have three cornerbacks graded in the top 33 of corners in coverage grade among guys with qualifying snaps, but this passing defense has not been commensurate to the talent, at least in terms of what the numbers say. Uh, and, and that is on a defense where the pass rush is really good. So what, what is, what is not coming together here for the defense? Because it looks like the talent, they should be a top five, certainly top 10 pass defense. And they're just by, by certainly by DVOA, they're not. Well, to, to be fair, a lot of that is probably skewed to the earlier part of the season. This defense has slowly, slowly starting to come together. And look, none of, none of us thought it was going to come around right away. You know, a, a new defense was so – when you're talking eight new starters, you don't think it's just going to hit the ground running. It's not the way it works in the NFL. And then there's also been the evolution of bringing players in and, of course, players being out. You know, early in the season, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa started to make his mark with this team. Then he was out with a high ankle sprain for, and it went on IR for three weeks. Now you're getting him back to top form. The safety position for me has kind of been the biggest issue here. John Johnson the third. there's been times where he's played well, certainly not even close to warrant the amount of money that the Browns, Browns signed him to this contract for. Grant Elpit, look, it is the first year coming off of the Achilles. Um, the Browns had a lot of high thoughts for Grant Elpit. He's been better the last couple of weeks, but then again, now he didn't play Monday night. He is not one of the guys who's eligible to come off on Saturday, he's going to have to test out. Ronnie Harrison was a lot, lot better in 2020 than he's been in 2021. And they kind of found out that maybe the best role for him is playing him closer to the line of scrimmage in a pseudo monster back linebacker type of role, long, rangy. So the secondary, I'd say it's the safety position that's been inconsistent. They don't have a true center fielder. I think they don't truly know which safety they want to play where. And this has been a difficult spot for Joe Woods because he's talked about playing three safeties 
his entire time that he's been here. Last year, he didn't even have the talent. We're talking about Andrew Sandejo was D. Brown's best safety along with Ronnie Harrison last year. Now he has the talent, and they just can't find the cohesion and make it work within you know, the safety room. And now you're talking about a defensive line now that's, you know, you lost Tack McKinley. Clowney is not eligible to come off Saturday. He's another one that's going to have to test out. Miles Garrett's got a little bit of a dinged up groin, and you're facing, facing one of the most, you know, patient quarterbacks in the NFL who's got a wide receiver where the two of them could probably play blindfolded together. So it's going to be a really tough spot that way. All right. We are going to flip the script and let Jeff put me under the bright lights before the Packers and the Browns play under the bright lights on Saturday on Christmas. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you are up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy should be one on one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com/slash locked on, all caps, no space. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Hope everybody is excited for the week. Obviously, holiday week, Christmas week. Um, Packers fans, Browns fans, uh, probably maneuvering the Christmas Day schedule this year. Um, and of course, Peter and I, for everybody who makes Locked On Packers, everybody who makes Locked On Browns, your uh, first listen day in, day out. That is our Christmas gift, and we do appreciate you all for being along for the ride. Peter, um, you look at with you know Tampa Bay, obviously a, a difficult loss here on Sunday. And with Green Bay, it just seems like it's like the cream rises. It, 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 as great as Aaron Rodgers is, Devontae Adams – um, Aaron Jones and now AJ, you know, AJ Dillon, but it just seems like there's this sense with this team and obviously have been through it so many times before that it's the time. All right. You know, what we did last week isn't good enough. What we did a month ago isn't good enough more, more, more as they've already clinched their division. And obviously eyes are probably really geared on making sure that the NFC playoffs go through Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. And, and they, you know, some teams are going to say we're only focused on this week, right? And the Packers, they, they, I would say they, they pay lip service to that in a way. I mean, they say, you know, look, we're, we understand that we can't get to where we want to get to if we don't win this week, but they understand too, that this week means another step closer to the number one seed, which is their goal. They, it matters to them to be the number one seed because they know, as you said, how important it is to have everyone come through Lambeau field. It didn't work out last year for Green Bay to have that game at Lambeau. Now, part of that is because there were, what, 15,000 people there? Um, in, in a COVID season, it's very different than if there's 80,000 people there. <laughs> and and it was also like, I wouldn't say it was warm because I think it was high 30s. 
but it wasn't what you'd expect in that atmosphere. I mean, it, 35 with 80,000 people feels differently than 35 with 15,000 people. Like it just is a different vibe in that building. And the, the fans sense it too, that this, that this feels like, okay, this is, this is the time to do it. I think the players feel that now that's not good enough to win, right? You don't get to win just because it's your time. That's not how this works. <laughs> you still have to go out there every week and compete. You have to play well. What I think Green Bay, you mentioned cr the cream rising to the top. I think that is a, a really apt uh, metaphor for this team because they have not played their best football yet. They have not played what I would call a complete game on both sides of the ball where they just come out and they say, we're, we're just better than you today and we're going to show it to you in all facets. They played some very good games, but but no complete game. That said, if you look at DVOA, with adjust, which adjusts for schedule, outside of week one, they have not had a negative DVOA game all season long. They basically haven't played a bad game. They've lost two other games, but they haven't played a bad game outside of that one. And that consistency is something that they had in 2010, where even when they were losing, they were losing close. They weren't down more than a touchdown that whole season. That whole season which is crazy to think about. Now, this team, they seem to get down a touchdown every week, but they, they find ways to overcome that adversity and they win these games. And so they they certainly feel like if we just if we just do what we need to do every week, it's all going to take care of itself. That said, the one seed matters to them and they're fighting for it. Uh, there's no question about it. Now, obviously, the one seed is always going to matter when you're a team like the Green Bay Packers and you can offer that difference. And yeah, it's funny to say, yeah, 35 wasn't that bad. <laughs> but, you know, you saw it, obviously. The, you know, Tampa Bay, it wasn't really much of an issue for them. Um, but there's players here, Peter. Jairi Alexander on defense, uh, other players on defense. David Bakhtiari. Is the thought process here with players like this with the Packers is we don't need to kind of rush anybody back because we're kind of handling business right now. And the last thing you would want to do is bring players of this ilk of a Bakhtiari, of an Alexander in, and God forbid, you know, basically have them do the Grandpa Simpson gift where it's in the door and then basically right back out. <laughs> yeah, I think that is, um, that that's very much what they're thinking. And this is a notoriously conservative medical staff in Green Bay. I mean, they, they will hold you out the extra week. Guys always want to play. I mean, players always want to play. Players always say I'm good to play, um, and the team. It's got to. It's usually the team. It's at least in the case of Green Bay, because some organizations don't work like that. Oh, you you can play cool. You get out there then. Green Bay doesn't work like that, um, and so we don't have any indication that that's going on right now. I don't think it is, but it, certainly those guys would like to be out there. Zadarius Smith um, has hinted that he wants to come back, um, but he's coming off back surgery and and a, and a back injury that he has been dealing with all season. No indication that that he's going to be back anytime soon. Uh, so that, that is, I think, I think that has to be viewed as a bonus at this point, but David Bakhtiari and Jair Alexander, at least with Jair, he is practicing and he practiced last week and he, he's practicing this week. They, uh, coach LaFleur called it unloading. They're unloading David Bakhtiari this week there. He's not going to practice. It sounds like he practiced last week, not going to practice this week. They are being extremely cautious with him. Um, but, but as I said on Twitter, Jeff, like, He's already on the team. So it's not like IR when you activate someone off the IR list or when you bring them back, you have a window of time to activate them to your roster or they have to go back on IR for the season. They activated him. He was practicing. He had a setback. He had the knee scope. And now it seems like he's had another setback of sorts, whatever it is, whether it's serious or not, we don't know. 
they're not shutting down the hope that he can come back, but they're also, Matt LaFleur sidestepped two questions about it. Are you confident he can come back? You know, what's the status? Those kinds of things. And he just, he's not going to, he's like, when, when, when David is ready, he's going to play. And he's just not ready yet. But they don't have that timeline to say, okay, well, we only have three weeks to make a decision. He's he's back on the team. They can just keep him on the team until he can play. That's the beauty of that. Um, it's not like when a guy comes off IR. So what's what has really been a, a boon for them is, and I don't think a lot of Browns fans are going to know who this person is, but Yash Nijman has come in their third string left tackle and played really solid ball. He's just been rock solid. And, and you know, Aaron Rodgers said after the Rams game, um, I just forgot he was out there, which is the ultimate compliment <laughs> to an offensive lineman, right? Is if you don't know, it's offensive linemen and cornerbacks. If you don't notice them, they're doing something right. And so they, they feel like they're in pretty good shape right now. They also have a backup in Dennis Kelly at right tackle. So, you know, against a team that has Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney and Tack McKinley, you'd be really nervous, but you're not getting Tack. Unfortunately, um, you may not get Jadavion Clowney, and we don't know. Kevin Stefanski was uh, w- was not very clear on on where Garrett is either. Basically, said he's not there yet. We don't know if he can play because we don't know if he can practice yet. So, there sounds like there's going to be some work there to do. If you're if you're going to play a left tackle, that's your third string left tackle. You you, you know th- this would not be the week to do it if all those guys are healthy. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So you're telling me Joe Jackson and Porter Gustin don't scare the daylights out of you, Peter? Is that what you were telling me? <laughs> Listen, um, they 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 would if they, if I had to block them, they would scare the daylights out of me. <laughs> um, I do want to get to two uh, players here on the defensive side of the ball, though. We have talked about you know uh, you know missing time with Jairi Alexander. He mentions Darius Smith, um, Rashawn Gary. This started a little bit towards the end of last year, but this has really picked up this year, yeah. and. As you know, Peter, and we've actually talked about this, you were a big Greg Newsom guy. I was actually a big Eric Stokes guy. Um, both players obviously have succeeded very well to this point. Um, but you talk about both of these players, and look, this is kind of what the NFL is about, and it's kind of what defines seasons, whether you know you reach what you were supposed to reach or you ultimately fall short, kind of like when the situation the Browns are now, is when somebody else is unavailable to players you know, step up, and you kind of gotten that with Rashawn Gary. You've kind of gotten with Eric Stokes, and I think that's kind of probably the opportunity where the Bra- where the Packers are kind of in this situation with Zadarius Smith, where it's like, hey, we ain't got to rush you, and I, you ain't gonna complain because we're paying you. So, well, there all of those things are true, and and Brian Gutekinds took real heat when he used the twelfth overall pick on Rashawn Gary after paying a lot of money for Zadarius and Preston Smith, and. I'll raise my hand. I was one of those people going, why exactly is this happening? Didn't you do, you just, you would just address this. So why are we now? Yes. But what I also said was, if you are going to use a top 12 pick on a guy that you can't, or probably won't start right away, you do it on an all time athletic freak. And I know that, that, you know, about Rashawn Gary from his prep days Mm-hmm. Uh, in Jersey, right? And then at, at Michigan. Um, and he was never this guy. Never. I mean, go back to high school. He wasn't this guy um, in, in terms of his, his his polish. Now, he was dominant because he's just a, a monster. But in terms of his skill, his skill has now started to meet 
his physical abilities. It's a credit to him and the work that he puts in. He works his butt off. And outside linebackers coach Mike Smith has been saying this for, for going on three years now. Give me a guy who gives a shit, and I will give you a good football player. Because he's got incredible talent, and Mike Smith said he has the disposition of a rattlesnake. He just always wants to keep coming. And with Eric Stokes, again, I will I will admit I was not as high as you were on Eric Stokes. But same kind of position. Bet on the physical gifts. The guy runs 4-2-8, has a 40-plus vertical inch jump. And you're talking about a multi-year starter in the SEC in the best conference in college football where he has to see Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and Van Jefferson and these stud guys who go on to be real NFL players. And you got to play those guys every week. I mean, you look what he did last week against Hollywood Brown, one of the fastest receivers in the league. Mm -hmm. And he gave up, I think it was six catches, but less than 50 yards. And he is, he's just all over Hollywood Brown, who is one of the, one of the better deep threats in the league. So his, his ability to come in, he wasn't even the starter at the beginning of the year, Jeff. It was Kevin King and Jair Alexander. And Within two weeks, that changed. <laughs> Eric Stokes is out there. They moved Kevin King inside. That was a short-lived experiment because Kevin King gets hurt because he gets hurt every year. And then Jair got hurt. And all of a sudden, Eric Stokes is, he's cornerback one. And he has not given up that spot. They bring in Russell Douglas. He's playing his butt off. He's playing great football. Um, and, you know, this secondary is in a really good spot. They, they took a very passive approach to the Ravens last week. I don't expect them to do the same this week. I expect them to bear dare Baker Mayfield to beat them and say, Nick Chubb, he's not beating us. Well, I, you know, as I said earlier, this is now the recipe for beating this team. Um, and, you know, look, you're going to have to do it. Um, and, you know, Eric Stokes versus Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, you know, if Donovan Peoples-Jones wins, you know, maybe one, two, but, you know, this wide receiver group needs to step up. There's no way around it. And, you know, this Packers team, it's just, I mean, I, I love the way it's constructed. And I think it's a great balance of really, really great football, talented football players. And then there's players like an Alan Lazard who you just say, hey, I need you to do this. Uh, could you pretend right. you're like a tight end and bang into this guy who's 270? Yeah. We'll throw you a couple of balls. There's some play action stuff we're going to do off of this. We're going to throw you a bone for doing this. And I think that's one of the reasons I, I just like the way this Packers team is because it's a lot of great talent, but it's also a, a mixture of some really good football players in there. And, you know, it just seems to be getting better. And for every anybody in the NFC, this is the scary part is you're talking about some serious firepower that they don't have yet. And at some point, we'll get at least two, if not three of them back. And that's the scary, scary part for everybody in the NFC. Jeff Lloyd, Peter Bukowski, Locked On Browns, Locked On Packers, crossover Thursday, Christmas-style edition. We're going to get back to hear some final thoughts here as we close it on out. And, again, we appreciate everybody for making our shows your first listen. And the NFC has to be scared of Green Bay because they could go to the Super Bowl, especially if they are the one seed. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in LA, less than 100 days away and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. You can select the exact seat you want and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, Five-star L.A. hotels and L.A. hotels. L.A. hotels are as good as it gets, too, when it comes to the five-star variety, plus food by the great 
Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Today's episode is also brought to you by our pals over at Bet Online. They have you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through the college bowl season and the NFL playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. It's not just football, they've got basketball, a hockey, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get that bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Jeff, the Packers are seven and a half point favorites on bet online. They are minus 360 uh, to uh, win on the money line. We got over under at 44 and a half. I actually think that that number is low. Um, I think I think this could this could be a game where, you know, both both teams get over 20. And so I, I like that over number. If you're going to if you're going to say, OK, uh, this is this is the route to Cleveland winning this game, not just keeping it close, winning it. What does that path look like? Build me that recipe. Well, you're going to have to look at this and you're going to have to look at the defensive side of the ball. And right now, it has been weird the last couple of weeks or even the last month or so talking about this team. Well, if the offense could pick it up a little bit because the defense is getting it done, we might be getting to the point here with the defense where we can't rely on them necessarily to get it done. If we're, you know, jokingly, but I mean, seriously, if we're talking about Joe Jackson and Porter Gusson as your starting defensive ends, that's a really, really difficult situation. But look, this team is seven and seven. And they don't have to beat the Packers to still win the AFC North, as crazy as that seems. Yeah. But if it's not now, when? It, you need to go with a, look, a, a balls-to-the-wall approach. And, you know, look, Nick Chubb is fantastic, but the only way you're going to get to use Nick Chubb is if you start off 10 of 12 for 135 yards in the passing game, uh, hit a touchdown, hit another bit. They have to th- basically throw the kitchen sink out the window. You have to use everything. This passive aggressive and playing, you know, using your pawns in a chess match with the Green Bay Packers is a recipe for disaster. You, in order to beat them, and look, this team scored, like you said, scores 30 every week. You're not going to be able defensively to say, oh, we can probably get him under 20. You cannot have that approach. And look, I know for Coach Stefanski, it's always been – you know, methodical and nuanced. You're walking into a game that should be a shootout. Weather could be an issue. There's no doubt. There's no question about it. But you got to be ready to go either way. Cold you, snow. Yes. Yeah. Well, Green Bay. <laughs> so Green Bay any day. It's you know basically yeah. you know October. Snow, to, is, snow is in the forecast though. That's why I, I I bring it up. That could put a little bit of a brakes on the game just a tad. But we'll see. I mean, and look, and even still, you ask any player right now, snow or rain. Everybody's going to sign up for snow, snow. over rain anytime, yep. any. Yep day but they have to go with an approach of you know the ship is sinking it's look the ship has been sinking but they have to play this game with that approach you've got to you know you've got to throw the ball around um i do like the fact that jarvis landry who looked good in the first raven game then the bye week was a little bit involved the second raven game he's been a guy where it's been a struggle this year look not an elite that not an elite athlete by any means so when he gets dinged it's a big ding on him more than it is some other guys but he's looked pretty clean and crisp 
since then. He will be one of the guys that can go Sunday. He is not a guy who's ever, I mean, Saturday, never been a guy who's shattered, you know, shied away from a big moment. But look, Baker Mayfield and, you know, for anybody else, Cleveland Browns, you need to put up a, you know, a good showing. And this is this thing. This Browns fan base actually felt really good about what these second and third stringers did Monday night. If now you go back in and you've got, you know, most of your guys and you get ripped by 25, nobody's going to be thrilled. You need to go out there and you need to go with an approach of, you know, look, there is no tomorrow. And that's almost kind of exactly where the Browns are at. And you got to understand that, you know, look, I mean, you know, 16, 19, it ain't going to do it. So look, they are fine. They go for it on fourth down a lot, but it's just got to be a lot more successful. It's got to be a lot more guts, a lot more conviction of their calls. And even if you were not truly confident in an Anthony Schwartz or Donovan Peoples-Jones, YOLO sometimes, a YOLO ball or two, pray for defensive pass interference if you don't get the catch out of it. But, you know, you can't basically go into a fight with this magnitude and think you're going to go in there and stab 975,000 times with a butter knife and pull this out. That is the concern, I think, if you're a Packers fan, is this is a desperate team that is going to unload the clip. It is going to be, if you've got trick plays, here they come. You've got the reverse pass, here it comes, because they are in a competitive division. And as you said, they don't need to win this game. But you fall to seven and eight. Now, best case scenario, you're looking at nine and eight on the season. And now you're, you're going to need a lot of help to get into the postseason to win this division. And so um, the Packers, they, they have to keep pace. But the Bucks losing, they're already a game up on the Cowboys. You know, th- this is a game that that matters a little bit less. So if you're the Packers, you have to. It's 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 backpack. You got to bring your own energy to this game. You got to make sure you you manufacture that intensity if you need it. And I like I don't know if you if you want to do a point prediction, but I like I like the Packers in that 27 to 20 kind of range. Um, I, I think the I think the Browns are gonna be able to score some points. I don't think they're gonna stop the Packers enough. Seven and a half feels like the right number, but because Cleveland is desperate, because they're going to get some of these guys back, um, I, I like them to cover by a half point. So just 27 20 Packers for me. I, I can see somewhere in that range. Um, if you want, you know, my level of you know confidence certainly uh, you know rests on and look, you know, Miles Garrett, I, look, I, Miles Garrett understands the circumstances. And, you know, Miles Garrett, look, if I can give you what I got. You got me, coach. He understands it's getting late early here for the Browns. Um, you tell me you get Jadavian Clowney. Now my eyes start to perk up and you know things pick up a little bit more. Um, if I can get Grant Delpit and Ronnie Harrison back, I feel a little bit better. But right now, um, yeah, I'd say, you know, maybe even a little less than that. But you tell me these players are coming back. Yeah, I think it can be, you know, within a one score game because I truly have confidence and you know. Because and, and the thing for me is, you know, I do believe a lot of these Browns players, they were fine. Yes, they were COVID positive, but they were fine. I mean, there's pictures of Baker Mayfield playing cards with his wife, holding up a you know a glass of Cabernet. I mean, these guys didn't feel sick. Luckily for them, everybody vaccinated, boosted, all of this stuff. Um, so I do believe they have that going for them. I just think they need to come in, and they it needs to start right early because in order for this to be a track meet. The Browns have to basically, you know, get off with the first gun and get off the line with Green Bay. Um, because I do think if this got to a point where it was 10 nothing, 14 nothing early Green Bay, then you can get to a situation where a team who, you know, has created their own mess, no doubt about it, then got to a situation Monday night where maybe you're feeling a little bit sorry for yourself because it kind of didn't work out for you. So you get to those types of situations. But if this gets out of hand early, 
I, I don't think the Browns are going to show up to the party late. They got to show up to the party on time. I like that. Uh, the Packers have showed up late to basically every game this year. So if both of them show up late, uh, advantage Packers, right? Because you, as you said, Cleveland needs needs to get there early. Um, it's going to be a fun one. It's it's an, a late crossover for us in, in because the game's on Saturday, but an early one for you because your team just played two days ago. So yes. this is a, a bizarre thing. Well, it's, uh, it's like I have two different teams though right now, Pete, because a lot of those guys have played Monday right. night. I'm never going to see again. Right, right. And, and you know, congrats to those guys. Some of them, you know, NFL NFL game that they will probably be the only time that they see an NFL field. Um, that's the kind of team that that some of these guys are are, are on. And, and, and that was the situation for some of these teams. So uh, we'll be back next week to break it all down. And uh, we, again, as Jeff said a couple times, we appreciate everyone who makes Locked on Packers and Locked on Browns a part of your daily routine, makes it your first listen every day. We will talk to you guys soon.